Hey, this is Bradley Weber. I'm the pastor of Release City Church, and this is our podcast. I'm super excited that you tuned in, and I really hope today's message encourages you, gives you a sense of hope, and inspires you to pursue all that God has created you to be. Now, let's jump right in to today's message. So today I'm going to be kicking off a collection of talks. Today we're just going to lay some groundwork. For the next few weeks, uh, we're going to really be on this topic. It's a topic that I typically like to teach. This is a brand new message, um, but the topic is something that I feel that is very important to uh, to share at least once a year. And it's a collection of talks around the subject, This Is Us. Everybody say, This Is Us. Um, So in this series, we're going to be talking about the power of relationships oh me (laughs) it's real quiet up in here something i didn't come for this yeah you did i told you god brought you here because you needed to hear something about relationships um we're going to be touching a little bit on marriage uh we'll be dealing some on dating as a single how many singles in here how many are not married you're single single want to mingle keep your hand up everybody look around it's what you got to work with okay anyway We're going to be talking about marriage, dating, is single. We're going to be talking about some parenting. Uh, But what I really want us to talk about, and I'm really going to be focusing in on, and it it is embedded in the culture here at Release City Church, and that is relationships, friendships. Because for too long, the church has been, I'm just going to go back to it, the church has been a place where we slide into, we get our feel good, and we go back out, and we may remember some of what the pastor said, and, but we just kind of stick to ourselves. And I'm telling you, the day and times we're living in, you're not going to be able to successfully maneuver through life without somebody's help. And the days of sliding into church, and that's just what I do, is my check off, and I'm going to go back out and do my thing. Those days are over. They have to be to keep sanity. We need each other. I I, I mention all the time, I am where I am today, having gone through the loss, and many of us have went through loss, and I don't, you bring that up to to, to stir up emotions, and I don't bring it up to to, to get people to feel sorry for Pastor B. I'm telling you, God, it is because of your love, your, your allowance for us to go through the process of grieving that has caused us to come out on the other side stronger than we ever have been before. And guess what? We're not the only ones. There are people out there that you work with, people on your street corner, on your block, that, that, that are struggling with life, and they don't know where to turn to. And we have the answer. And if we come in here and hide it under a bushel, no, I'm going to let it shine. we got to let it shine, church. People are looking for light in a dark world. They're looking for hope in a world that is full of hopelessness. And we have a responsibility And that's what you're going to feel for me. In a day and age where artificial intelligence, everybody say AI, it is moving in and is emerging on the scene and taking the place of human intelligence and human interaction. And I feel a call to bring people back to relationships. We get behind our phones and we text all kinds of garbage. We get on Facebook and we text all, we feel so bold to text crap. Come on, help me. We do. We need to have a face-to-face. Those are all passive-aggressive people. Would you say it to my face? 
Stop putting it on Facebook. Let's have a conversation. Most, most damaged relationships, that, whether it's friendships, whatever, never find reconciliation because of a conversation that was never had. Some of y'all are scanning right now. You already know. Yep, that relationship, that family member. If you would just have a conversation and stop avoiding I should have just stuck with a slide into church Sunday morning message instead of this. <laughs> it's getting people, it's getting people off their devices and back to being face to face with people. Let me just make this disclaimer, okay, about this message and pretty much all my messages or messages that God allows me to share or and wants me to share. It was a couple weeks ago. It was actually after the Mother's Day um, Mother's Day message. I always know when I do when I do good or I hit the target because there's always opposition. And, and I, I, I was uh, looking on the church page as an admin. We have a couple people that, that help admin the church Facebook page. And, and somebody, I've never heard of the person's name. I don't even remember what it is now. They didn't even have a, a profile picture. Um, but I think the topic, um, it, was, it was a quote or something from the message. And I think the Facebook post said, hey, today was a great message. It spoke to many of us on many different levels or something like that. And the response in the comment section said, oh, I'm sure it was a good message. Most feel-good messages are. It's time for pastors in church. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but I'm giving you the gist of what he said. It's time for pastors to get back to preaching about repenting and sin and people are going to hell. Yes, that is true. But there is more talk in this book. Hold on. I'm not knocking because, yes, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ and you have unrepented sin, you will go to hell. You will be forever there. That's, that's, that's Bible, okay? But I can't come in here every Sunday. And the reason I'm telling you this, and I'm not aggravated because I really don't care. Amen. And honestly, I thought one of our admin people hid the comment because it said it was hidden. Nobody could see it. I only saw it because I'm an admin. There's this new algorithm on Facebook that if, it, if, if, if it, you can put in keywords to trigger if it's negativity or whatever, which we've not set it up, but for what I, we didn't do it, but the Holy Spirit did. He protected us as a ministry because this cat had, was very negative because he's probably had a bad church experience and he's judging us based on something that happened to him. That's why it's important that we get this right. But the algorithm hid him. Nobody, nobody, none of our other admins did it. The algorithm hit him. Listen, I've always said this. If I come in here and all I say, talk about is don't do, don't do, don't do, don't do, don't do, don't do, don't do. The Bible says be a doer of the word, not just a hearer. That means there's some things in here we got to go do. And so my philosophy is, instead of coming up here every Sunday and talking about don't do, don't do, don't do, don't do, don't do. Because the, the fact is, we are all, we have a sin nature inside of us. And we're going to fail. You're good. That's why, that's why there was no more uh, uh, shedding of a lamb's, uh, lamb's blood or, or a goat or any of that stuff. Because, because God knew that we were going to continue to sin. I'm taking up way too much of my preaching time, but I'm trying to give you some, some, some substance so that when you hear this garbage on the street, oh, your pastor doesn't, he's not deep enough, or any of that stuff, you can explain to them why it is. Because I'm of the belief that if, if, I, t if I focus on what you shouldn't do, you're gonna, then you're going to fail the next day, and you're going to be like, oh, I, I'm not worthy. I feel miserable. I'm not going to come to church. I'm going to be gone. But if I give you things that we're supposed to be doing, and you do those, you're less likely to do the things you're not supposed to do. 
So it's not that I'm scared to preach the word, but there is more in this book about things we should be doing and less about what we shouldn't be doing. So guess what we need to talk about? Let's talk about the stuff we're supposed to be doing because we're on a mission. I'm sorry that I'm spitting, Miss Janelle, but it's, I'm just... Okay, so I'm not saying, ooh, they're throwing daggers at Release City. I'm not saying any of that. I'm trying to help you to understand what, why we talk about this. It's real nuts and bolts because the devil is trying to destroy our homes, our relationships, our friendships. And, and we need to talk about how do we work through this stuff. It's not going to be on Facebook. This is where we're at as a nation. If you want to talk about this is us, yeah, this is us as a nation. We hide, be, we hide in our basements and we post stuff attacking men of God in churches who are actually trying to do something when you're sitting in your basement doing absolutely nothing. Amen. Amen. Here's the hard truth. The answers to life's issues are not going to be found on Facebook. They're going to be found in this book. This book. That's why I said this morning, I, the Holy Spirit led me to ask the question, what voice are you listening to? I want to teach this morning for just a few moments from a passage of Scripture that I've preached from before. It's probably one of my favorite um, stories in the Bible. I've taught it before, but this is going to be a different angle. It's found in the book of Mark, chapter 2. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start at verse 3, but what this is the story of, this is a story where Jesus had returned uh, to Capernaum, the town that he uh, was living in, and word spread that he was in town, and the house that he was staying at became so engulfed with people that nobody else could get in. Like nobody, nobody else could get in to listen to Jesus. You couldn't even stand outside the door. It was all blocked off. And this is where we're going to pick up in verse, in verse 3. It says, four men arrived carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. Now, just because you think you know the story, don't tune me out because it's not going to be what you think. Everybody say, right day, right place. Okay, here we go. Four men arrived carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd. I want to point out this one point right here. And there is a difference between being in a crowd and being in a relationship with people. Remember what I said. For too long, people have showed up at church. They're in the crowd, but they have no relationship with people. I can tell you for a fact that when we find out as a ministry team that somebody in this ministry is going through a rough time, we swoop in and how can we help? How can we serve? You're not to go through this alone. And that's why we, that's why we recognize graduates. It's not just about when people go through the low places. It's when they go through the heights of the, he's standing here with all this decoration and all this bling bling and, and he graduated with honors. We want to also, not just the low times, we want to celebrate people when they're on the mountaintop. Because don't you want somebody to celebrate you when you're on the mountaintop? Of course. That's why we're in this thing together. So there's a difference between being in a crowd and having a relationship with people inside the crowd. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd. So they, what, dug a hole through, through the roof above his head. Then they lowered the man on his mat right down in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, seeing their faith. Not the faith of the man who said, yeah, put me on a mat and carry me. Their faith of the four friends 
Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, my child, your sins are forgiven. Now, in the past, we've broke this story the rest of the way down, and he didn't come because he needed forgiveness of sin, or did he? He came because he needed to be healed. That's why I said, uh, the Holy Spirit, it's all tied together. There will be doors, Nathan. There will be doors that God is going to open for you that you didn't even know was available for you. This man showed up because he needed to be healed. But God said, before I do that, you're forgiven. He took care of the inside of what was going on inside of his heart before he dealt with what was going on on the outside. Okay? What God is calling you and I to be a part of is not just to be a part of a crowd, Release City, but to experience a genuine friendship outside of the crowd. I've titled part one of this series, This Is Us, simply this, we need Jesus. Yes, we do. We need Jesus and we need each other. We need Jesus and each other. We need Jesus, yes, but we also need each other. Are you with me? I think everybody in the room would agree, yes, the only hope for this world is Jesus. The only hope for this nation is Jesus. This nation, the problems and the issues in this nation are not going to be resolved in a, in a Senate, in a Congress, or in a House. They are going to be solved when you get back to the basics of the Word of God. Period. Period. As Ainsley Grace likes to say. Period. No, because we're still messed up people. We desperately need Jesus. We desperately need Jesus. But I'm convinced that we also need each other. I chose this story, one, because it's one of my favorites. I love this story. Two, because I'm hoping that in the next few moments you can see yourself in this story. Because just like this man, we all need Jesus. But he also needed his friends. Listen, I don't need Christianity. I don't need another self-help seminar. I need Jesus. That's what I'm saying. It's not about just coming in here and having another church. I don't need another church service. I'm a pastor's kid. I I grew up looking at gum from the 1950s under an old wooden pew, pulling it off and trying it out if I could get it unstuck. I'm 48, so yeah, I can talk about it. I don't need another church service. I don't need sister so-and-so, you know, just having her moment. I need, a, I need more than just watching you have a moment. I need a moment. <laughs> I'm going to calm down. I'm really going to calm down. I'm just talking to me. I'm sorry. Listen, the man in this story needed forgiveness and he needed healing. And there's going to be moments in your life and there's going to be moments in my life where we're going to need the forgiving work of the cross, yes, and we're also going to need the healing work of the cross. This man needed both. What I want to highlight from this story is this. How the man, remember we're talking about relationships, how the man got into the presence of Jesus. Remember what I said? Yes, I need Jesus, but there's something else that I need. Watch me. What's my point? We need Jesus, but we also need each other. 
I need you to wrap your, I need you to wrap your thoughts and your mind around this. Here's my first point. If I'm going to be a part of the church that God, that God is, has designed from the very beginning, and we could go back, we could go back to the, to the book of Acts. We could see how the church started. Here's my first point. I must admit that I need others. If I'm going to be a part of God's church, I've got to admit that I need others. I don't just need God. I'm going to need people along my journey to help, like this man, get me to God and then to follow God. Oh, it's all tying together. Jack, remember what I said at the beginning? I had my eyes closed because I was listening, but I heard his voice. So it, it helped me to know that I, where, I, where I was positioned. Because there have been moments in worship, like just in our worship, I've got my eyes closed and I open them and I'm sideways. I'm like, and in my mind, I'm like, man, I probably look really dumb. But in that moment, God was using that and I heard his voice. So I knew the proximity of where I needed to be. See, I need God, but I also need, I need somebody else. What to help me get to God and to follow God. You don't just need me as a pastor. If, if you're counting on me to make, fix your problems, I got a whole list of my own. I need you to help me through my problems. But we came here for you. No, you didn't. You should have came here for Jesus. If you're hung up on what Pastor B says, grow up. Because you need more than B. Amen? Now, everybody say, admit that you need something. This, for women, this is real easy. It's real easy. Women, they will tell you what I, anybody got a honey-do list? All my husbands, they need something. Now, for men, we're not real good at admitting that we need anything. I don't need your help. I don't need your directions. Well, baby, stop and get directions. I don't need directions. I don't even need Siri. We will get there when we get there. Where's I'm a man at? Y'all know it's true. We ain't stopping for no help. Because that shows what? A sign of weakness. And I ain't weak. <laughs> no, nah, but you lost. <laughs> uh, yeah, the man in this story had to first admit that he needed. Can you imagine his four friends? Hey, do you want us to put you on this mat and, 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 and take you to Jesus? We heard he's in town. He's what you need. You want us? Oh, no, I'm good. Guys, y'all know we do. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> but he didn't he, he first what admitted I need something and you, yes I need Jesus but I need you to help me get there I need you to help me get to him I, see I want you to insert yourself in this story see I didn't want you to get sidetracked when I said because there is only one way to heaven that's Jesus I was not trying to, to twist the Bible like you yes you need Jesus but you also need each other I'm going to prove it in just a moment because from the very beginning of time God said it is not good for you to be alone so you just think, I'm going to get there, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be like a man, I'm going to get there when I get there, and it's just going to be me and God, and by the grace of God and him in his hand. No, he's putting, he's wanting people to link up with you. I might have to make part one a part B, because <laughs> I don't know I'm going to get through all this. Listen, the po this point applies to all of us. Before we can receive God, we must first admit that we need God. We see this played out perfectly in Genesis. That's what I was just talking about. Genesis 2.18. When God looked at Adam, who was, who was a perfect man, by the way. He was a sinless man, by the way. He was a mistake-free man. But Adam was also a what? Lonely man. God saw it. 
He created everything and said it's good. He created Adam and, and said this, all this is yours. And it, you are good. You're perfect. You're, you're without sin. You're without mistake. But he said it's not good, thank you, for man to be alone. He, listen to me. If it wasn't good for a sinless man to be alone, how much more is it not good for those of us who are full of sin to not be alone? Amen. Oh, I know. It's easier to hide my sin when I'm by myself. Come on, Shh. <clears throat> oh, that sight. You got to be 18. Won't nobody know. Am I hitting too close to home? Yeah. It's not good to be alone. Idle time is the devil's playground. You've heard that before. Idle time is playtime for the devil in your mind. Start hook up, hook up with somebody. Not to hook up, y'all think, of this world. Hook up with somebody. There's going to be a point in your life where it's going to come down to you have to understand and admit that you need people. Uh, a matter of fact, Ecclesiastes 4.9 uh, um, Ecclesiastes 4.9 says this. Two people are better off than one for they can what help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can help, can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Now remember that old commercial? I What she do? She, she called. She called somebody. If she didn't call nobody, she'd be still on that bathroom floor. I'm 48. I ain't got a little thing, the thing, whatever thing right here. Like what do y'all call it? I don't have one of those. I've fallen in my garage in my 20s. Rain came in off my car. Didn't have that grit stuff on our on our on our uh, garage floor, and I had these flip-flops on and had no tread and I got out of my car and said boop that was one of those moments I didn't need anybody to be home because I didn't want nobody else to know I was able to get up on my own <laughs> but that's not always the case because I know some of y'all saying but I thought you said you needed somebody I do I do I needed Amy to come help my pride when she got home to help me through that Why is it so important that we get this? Because not every issue, this is why I said, yes, I need Jesus, but yes, I need, I need others. Because not every issue is a spiritual issue. You can't pray everything away. Hold on, listen to me before you turn me off. You can't cast the devil out of everything because not everything you face is from the devil. Some things, some situations and circumstances that you're facing you can't pray away because it is a consequence of your own poor decision <laughs> what am i saying we need jesus yes but we need each other i wrote it down this way a fish needs water a seed needs soil and a christian needs a spiritual family Amen. look around you this is a this is a spiritual family so in order to be a part of the this is us family, yes, we must admit that we need others. Point number two, I must choose, taking it straight out of the story, I must choose to carry others. Amen. Yeah, but I got my own weight to carry. You think those four guys didn't have their own issues? 
You think they were inconvenienced? You think the temperature was just right so they said, hey, let's all get together. We'll go help him. It could have been hot as 500 hells out there. But what, what are we? We're the church of convenience. You know, Pastor B freaks out when the air, you know, when our, this building that we're temporarily calling, temporarily calling home, when that air freaks out, I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to make sure everything's just right for people because they're, they're going to be like, oh, it's just too hot in here. I can't come to church. Let's just go home. Let's go, go ahead and go to Bill's and eat. Amen. We're worried about the wrong stuff. Amen, and we're going to miss the right stuff. Amen. We must choose to carry someone. It said that four men arrived doing what? Carrying. I just want to ask this morning, who are you carrying? Dad used to say it all the time. Find somebody to invest in. Find somebody to mentor. I've been convicted. My own. Because I I know on two occasions in our church, Darius, God has told you that there's a call on your life. Well, while I was putting this message together, God asked me, what are you doing to help cultivate that? What are you doing to invest in that? (laughs) I don't know if that was God or Dad. I know it came from heaven, <laughs> but it's true. Who are you investing in? Who are you caring? Who are you serving? Who are you helping? Who are you lifting? How in your life are you living for others and not yourself? That's a concept in the world we're in today. Do for me first, I'll do for you if I have enough left over. Can you imagine what it must have felt like for these four dudes that dropped their friend down the roof? If we keep reading the story, Jesus acknowledges that he was going to heal the man and that he was forgiven because of their faith. The Bible says it's, ble- it's more blessed to give than to receive. I don't, don't ask me how that works because I don't know. All I know is God said it, Jesus said it. And I have done my best to try to live that way. And I'm telling you, it's true. It's more blessed to give than to receive. Not, I'm going to take care of my four, and then I'll see if I got a little something extra for you. We were walking into Chewy's last night. Remember? The gentleman couldn't couldn't even speak English, had a bag, and he had a shirt up, and he had a a device that looks like an AK... a A A K G is that right? A K G machine. E anyway. E E E K G. Whatever. The, the the thing to check out if your heart's working or not. And he could, but I knew he he wanted money. And in my mind, I'm like, man, I'm fixing to take my family to dinner. We're finna go watch a movie that's like a hundred dollars. Not for real, but y'all know, you can't even go to a movie. I mean, we don't do that often, but there are times we do. And I just reached in my wallet and gave him what was in my wallet. Put it in his little bag. And he, I said, God bless you. And he said something. I could hear him say, glory adios or something. So I knew that he was, I knew he, he comprehended that that came from God. See, what are you doing? How are you trying? I'm not saying to every person in Gainesville that said a light, you got to give them something. Because I don't. But if the Holy Spirit checks me. And he usually checks me when, I'm, when, he, when, when, he, when, he, when he's put a message together that's leading me to it. Are you going to do what you say? Amen. So who, who, are you, who are you helping? Who are you living for outside of yourself? Everybody say their faith. Their faith. 
Let me just talk to just the men in the room for just a second. I know we just had Mother's Day and I, and I shared with mothers and we're not at Father's Day yet, but I want to talk to the men. Men, listen, it matters that you follow Jesus openly. Amen. Openly. Amen. Not a closet Christian, not a secret service Christian. Huh? It matters that you, go, that you take your family to church. Your kids and your wife should never say, babe, are we going to church today? Because if they're asking you that, you backslidden. I'm just saying, I'm not being judgy. But what they noticed is there's an inconsistency. I'm not saying there's, you can take a break. And, and Adam, I mean, he's here every, I mean, he's here every week. And he's got something going on outside. That, that's fine. But if I have to be asked, are we going to church today? They're saying there's an inconsistency in your walk. And I don't know who you are today, Jekyll or Hyde. Someone like, I'm glad you're getting all this out now because I ain't coming to Father's Day. <laughs> Listen, men, it matters that you lead your house and your family spiritually, that you lead spiritually in your home. It matters that you lift your hands in worship even when your brain is trying to convince you that you weren't wired that way. That's baloney. Because I can watch y'all at that crazy stadium over there 30 minutes away, the Gators, Lizard, Gator Station, whatever that. Liz, I know. but They'll take that little rubber leather ball and fly it down the field and y'all will lose your mind. But you come to church and it's just as I am. Oh, he knows how you are, but he knows he wired you differently. I'm going to push on it a little bit. Because when your truck breaks down, you ain't out there going, well, what are we going to do? No, you're like kicking the tire. Greg Michael, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, not, I'm just, I'm thinking, of, I'm just like, what? Huh? You got, you've got emotions in there. When you truly understand what Christ died for in you, the sin that you carry, the sin that you think nobody else knows about, they may not, but God does, and he chooses to love you anyway. And he's trying to get you to a place where the sin no longer controls you. Oh, I talk, oh my gosh, he's talking about sin. Yes, yeah, sin will ruin you. Secret sin will cover you up. What am I saying? I'm saying this is a big deal. Men, it's a big deal. Big deal. All right, let me keep moving. So the men... stay I want to encourage the men and the women this this morning if you call release city church your home I want to encourage you and challenge you to carry to carry as men as a man I'm responsible to carry my wife I'm responsible to carry my children I'm I'm responsible to carry my grandchildren yes and now as a pastor I'm required to care and I have the responsibility of helping to care for you So it's not just yeah but that you're the pastor no there's a call on all of your lives 
to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Well, I'm not going to preach. But can you tell somebody what God has done for you? If he ain't done nothing for you, then chances are pretty good you're not living like you need to. I don't like being a hard preacher, but <laughs> I wonder if that joker's tuned in today. Anyway. Listen, for many of you, the key that you're missing to joy is, and the key that you're missing to have peace, it's not more money. Oh, if I just had more money, if I just lived in that house, if I just drove that, if I could just go on vacation, where the places where they go. Listen, it, the, 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 the key that you're missing is not a different career. The key that you're missing to peace isn't a different spouse. Hello. The answer to what you're missing is actually service. That's not on the screen, but you want to write that down. You don't have joy, that's because you're not serving. It's more of a blessing to give than to receive. Do for me, give to me. I need, sure, and everybody else does. What are you doing to help someone else? God will supply your needs. We moved down here, back here in 2014, with no guarantee financially. And I got a family, three girls, Amy and a dog. No guarantee. I just said, God, use me to impact the lives of people. Not about me, but I want to be a tool. I am a willing vessel. Do whatever you want to do, but just take care of my family. And can I tell you, he has done that. Yes, I've had to, uh, 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 spent five years in addition to, 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 to working at the church full time. I was detailing cars. I mean, I was doing what, God just blessed me. Bring it to me. No, there was things I needed to do. I'm, I'm managing um, uh, uh, social media sites for, for some different businesses in our city. There's a role that I have to do. I can't just sit and go, God, here I is. But can I tell you time and time and time again, when, my, when, when, when dad passed, when Robin passed, there were some extra expenses that, that, to get us to, to, to Franklin for the funeral. People would stop by the house and drop $100 bills. This is for gas to get there, and this is so your family can eat. We don't want you to have to worry about anything. So you know what I do when I find out that people are going through some of the same stuff? I say, here's some money, and this is going to take care of that. I want to be a giver. I want to leave a restaurant where people, where I tip somebody that ain't just a little tip. God has blessed me, so I'm going to bless somebody else. What are you doing? See, you don't even have to do it. There's... You didn't have to do anything. You didn't have to go cut their grass when you say help carry their load. No, you can just, God's blessed you financially, bless somebody else financially and walk away. And nowadays, you don't even have to walk up there with it because you know how we like to do. We'd like to show them the cash. I'm giving you this. So God will check your pride. Now you can pay for it on your phone. You don't have to send it there so she can see what you write down. You know how we like to do it. I want you to see this tip. God, and then we write Christian stuff. God bless you. Amen. Let me get to take a picture with you. Amen. No, I can just take a picture with my phone, pay my bill, and tip, and she never even saw it till later in the night. And really, don't, probably don't even know that it came from me. Amen. God's checking our hearts, ladies and gentlemen. Amen. I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm going to close. I feel the presence of the Lord in this place. I'm trying to help some people. 
There's something powerful about being involved in someone else's miracle. Can you imagine those four guys? They were a part of his story. The guy on the mat, they were a part of, they were a part of this. He was healed because of their faith. He got saved because because they brought him to Jesus. Who are you bringing to church? We post sometimes, invite somebody to church. We got people coming through the website going, can I come to your church? I don't know that I believe the same way. Man, it don't matter. You can belong before you ever believe. I just want to see, Jack, I just want to see people who have been turned away from other churches or, or disposed of because of their past and said, oh, you got pregnant out of wedlock. You can't be here. These are true stories of people living in our city. Amen. She's never put one foot back inside of a church because of how one church treated her. Choose to carry. I'm skipping so much, but it's all right. Here's the deal. Here it is. For people who say, I just got to have this, then I'll be happy. If I can just, if I can just get the pain increase, then all my troubles will go away. Listen, all those things might be true, but there is a way to be happy now while you're waiting for your answer. Did you hear me? If that would just flow my way, I'll be happy. If I can just live in that house, I'll be so full of joy. Perhaps our emotions work that way, but I'm here to tell you based on the authority of God's word, you can be happy now while you wait. In a culture, in a nation where everyone feels entitled, choose to live unentitled. That's, that's, in a nation that says, you're entitled to this. I'm so tired of, <laughs> I want to live unentitled. Just because I have the title of pastor, it is odd when people start doing things for us and our family. Or if I come in and, 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 and I've got my bags and stuff and, and Mr. Tom will meet me in the parking lot. He's like, here, let me take this, let me take that. And, and we're going to do this, we're going to get that done. And, and like, that's, but there are some pastors who like, well, yes. And this is my, this is my throne and I've got my water case right here and. I'm not saying you'll honor the man of God, but I never want to get to a place, regardless of the building we put up, just down the street. I don't care. I want to live my life and I want to lead without a title, unentitled. I'm not entitled to anything. Only thing I'm, only thing I'm entitled to is heaven because I said yes to Jesus and no to hell. So yes, admit that you need others. Number two, choose to carry. And the third one is, if you're going to be a part of this is us, the, the, the concept of what God wants us is I must be willing to dig deep. That's what those four guys did. When they couldn't get to Jesus, they were willing to dig deep. My question for you is this. 
See, in order to get to Jesus, they had to dig a hole. You've got to be willing to dig deep. Now, do you have people in your life that are, are, that are allowed to dig on you without you getting hurt feelings? There is a collection of people, not anonymous people who post on Facebook that try to give me feedback. There is a collection of people in my inner circle that are allowed to dig. When I say dig, I don't mean, y'all know the negative dig, you know, I'm going to dig on you. No, dig. Hey, what's going on? Why are you responding? Hey, I, I, I hear everything you're saying, but I don't necessarily agree with it. Can you be okay with that? He couldn't get to Jesus without somebody digging for him. And he could have very well been, no, 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 don't do that. I, I thought we were going to be able to walk through the door. Don't, 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 don't disrupt this person's house. Oh, this is going to make me, I may fall. This is going to make me look crazy. No, he just let them dig. He just let them dig. Choose who digs on you. You, 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 you have the authority to say, that's not your qualifications. The first person that digs on me is my wife. Now, Ansley loves to dig on dad, but that's not the kind of digging I'm talking about. Amy digs on me. I mean, she digs me and all. Y'all don't get me wrong. But she has, she has permission to dig areas that I need help with. Who, who in your circle have you given permission to dig without taking an offense? We must have people in our life who are allowed to dig on our behalf. People who are allowed to speak to our blind spots. It all comes down to this. This is us. It's going to take community. Do you know what we're called to do as a community? Old song said, I think it was a song, Rescue the Perishing, Care for the Dying. Is that not right, Becky? The Holy Spirit showed me that today. This, I actually used this before when it was new. And then it was out by our pool. And I pressure washed it the other day didn't do a good job and I went out to get it today and almost got lit up by some yellow jackets I was trying to do the right thing I pulled this thing off the hanger and dude they come swarming and I almost said not today we'll use that another day and Holy Spirit said no they need a visual we are called to save the life rescue people When they're going through it, we're called to help. Hold on real tight. Now come with me. You're stronger than me probably, so you have to let me. And get them to church. Stay right there. Stay right there. I'm just going with this just like you just, just showed me. I didn't plan on any of this. Somebody invested in me. Somebody invested in me. I, as a teenager... Gave me a platform. TV, all that. Got to do all that stuff. They invested in me. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. 
It wasn't for then. It was for now. And God is, God, God is saying, there is something, there's something that I have for you. Mm-mm, don't let go. There's something I have for you. And I have a responsibility as a leader for as long as you are here before you graduate. To help cultivate that seed that is inside of you. Who are you willing to, who, who are you willing to carry? I'm done. That's what, that's the mission. That's what we're called to do as a church. And then we'll talk about sin. And then we'll talk about the stuff that's, that's wrong. They know, they know it's a supplement for what they're missing. And God has called each one of us to this city or the city that you live in, to the job that you show up to every day. God has a mission for you, for the truck stop that you show up at just to put some fuel in. And the brothers on the other side, you don't know what he's going through, Brody. I don't know what you're going through. But there are days that I see you and I go out of my way, four lanes of traffic over to let you know, I'm right here, Brody. You see me? I try to do crazy stuff because I, I don't know what you need. I don't know if you need to pick, pick me up. I don't know if you just had a flat tire. I don't know if your brakes just went. I don't know, but I know that there's something that I carry. I don't have to say anything. I flash my light. I roll my window down. I did one of these right here, and he talks back to me. It's the mission of all of us. With every head bowed and every eye closed. The mission is yours. And the word of God, I don't know how much more I could have explained it. Than to say God wants you to carry. Admit that you need others. But then help others through their need. So Father, I just lift up every person here today in the last... 60 seconds of this service. And God, I ask that you would inspire, encourage, challenge, empower us to be a part of the church, to be the, the, the style and the kind of church that you, that you foresaw in us. That we wouldn't be held back by religious traditions. But God, we would, we would advance your kingdom and that your word would go forth. And lives would be changed because of it. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus, all you can you can just say, and you and you wanna you wanna you wanna make him the Lord of your life, you can just say a simple prayer that says, God, I, I need you. I'm in need of a savior. Forgive me of my sins. God, help me through these, help me through these secret sins. God, help me through this. God, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to be whole. I want to find peace. I want your joy. I want your strength. Make me new. I want to live for you, God. It's a simple prayer. It's not, oh, God. It's, hey, God, I messed up. I need you. Make me new. Clean me up. Set me on the right path. And hook me up with the right people. 
so that we can advance on this journey together for you. In Jesus' name, and everybody said. Well, thanks again for tuning in. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. For more content from Release City or just to stay connected with us, be sure to check us out on all of our social media platforms at Release City Church or through our website at releasecitychurch.org. We love you. And until next time, the best is yet to come.